You're listening to the Children's Book Marketing Podcast, the podcast that teaches self-published children's book authors how to use branding to connect with readers, leverage content to sell more books, and grow a business that goes beyond the book. Being a children's book author means you've found a unique way to deliver messages with words and illustrations. But to thrive as an independent publisher, you'll need to master the art of attracting and engaging with readers so that you can sell more books. Join me to learn proven marketing strategies that can be implemented without hassle or complexity to take your publishing endeavors to new heights. I'm your host, Michaela Simone Ben, mompreneur marketing maven, fellow self-published children's book author and content creator. Are you ready to define success on your own terms? Then let's get to it. Hello, welcome to episode 17 of the Children's Book Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela. And what we're going to cover today is email marketing specifically, or three reasons you should be building your email list like yesterday. And I put that like yesterday on here because I'm almost certain that it's crossed your mind at some point to begin building your email list. And you've thought about it hard enough to decide You might not want to do it right now because it seems like too much work. Only thing is this, it is something that you can benefit from in a lot of different ways. And I want to make sure that at least three of the reasons why you should be building your email list are obvious enough to motivate you to begin building one. Now, if you already have an email subscribers list, great, kudos to you. It's not easy to maintain one, but it is entirely worth it. Even if you were not a marketing person before, communicating, sharing content, deriving a sense of relatability between you and the people that you want to read your books or buy your books is an essential part of everything that you do now. And it might've seemed at first like writing the book was the challenging part, but the truth is you'll spend a lot more time marketing and selling your book than you will positioning it for the self-publishing steps that make it available for release. So this is why we spend a lion's share of the time talking about marketing stuff. You have to find ways to share your information. And one of those ways is to build an email subscriber list. We all think that social media is the end all be all, but that's not entirely true. Social media is the point of introduction. If you're meeting up with somebody for the first time, you can't expect them to buy your book the minute they find out that you wrote it. It takes some establishment of a connection that's meaningful. It takes some buy-in of the messaging that you share to be certain that it's the right thing for your reader to purchase. And it also takes some getting to know you, the author, the individual, the parent, or the educator who is going to be interested in what you have to share will likely be interested after they've gotten to know who they will be supporting. So if you're starting an email list, the reason you want people to find you on social media, is not just so that you can build your following on social media. The point of you establishing a presence on social media is so that you can then become responsible for managing the communications between you and individuals who have expressed an interest in what you do. Now, I would be remiss if I said 
a certain number of followers is what you should aim for. That is not the case. But in all things that you do, the angle should be making it possible to have direct access to the people who do follow you. Because ultimately, there are some things that are going to happen with the social media algorithm, with the trends that might shift the landscape of how easy it is for you to get in front of them. So this is the first reason. The value of converting your social media followers into email is that you have ownership of the relationship between you and the people that are going to ultimately say, yes, I would like to buy your book. I would like to support your author brand. In fact, there's somebody that I would like to connect you to who would be a great partner. And they might want more of your book than just a one-off sale. So if you don't really feel amazing about staying up with all of the trends, whether it's Instagram and Reels or TikTok and now Stories or Pinterest and Story Pins, you don't have to work as hard to stay in the foray of the rat race of posting because really what you're aiming for is permission to reach someone who you otherwise may not be able to reach due to no factors that you have influenced whatsoever. So that's the first reason. Hey, it's Nikella. Real quick, I got a question for you. Have you already subscribed to the Children's Book Marketing Podcast? If you haven't, then I want to invite you to do that right now on your favorite streaming service. That way you never miss an episode. Each time an episode goes live, you'll always be notified and it will be there waiting for you. So you never have to try to go find it and lose track of it among the hundreds of other things that you have going on. When you subscribe, you're showing your support, of course, and I appreciate that. So I want to thank you for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. The second reason is if you build an email list early as a children's book author, you become accustomed to the cadence of having to release regular communications and it puts you in a habit, right? And it might seem out of your daily responsibilities for a while, but eventually you pick up some things about writing the emails scheduling and sending the emails, including different elements in the emails that you find will work better than some other things that you might have otherwise included in an email. So getting in that cadence, just getting in that rhythm is one reason because an ongoing release of contact from you is what's going to help build the perception that your potential readers have of who you are and why they should support you. It also helps for you to become familiar with the email CRM. The customer relationship management software tool that you use is what should be the thing that you're using to send your emails, not sending something directly from your email account that you would communicate with back and forth in daily conversations with friends, family, or business partners. So I am not sending email directly from Michaela at childrensbookmarketing.co from my Gmail account. I'm sending these email messages, and you should be too, from the CRM that I 
have and use on a regular basis. Becoming familiar with it takes time. What you're doing as you're becoming familiar with it is building campaigns. You can automate these sequences that you form as campaigns. Well, once you learn how to automate the sequences and you think of other ways that you can reach your readers through automated sequences, it becomes a bit more of a machine. And that's part of the time-saving endeavor that is working smarter instead of harder. So that's the second reason. Building an email list early so that you can become accustomed to being in the cadence and using the software. You've heard me say it before, and I will say it again. Your ultimate goal with social media is not simply to grow the number of followers that you have, but it's for you to connect with the right potential readers and community members, and for you to get their permission to reach out via email to directly promote your author brand and your children's book. And as a busy children's book author, I know you're wondering, where am I supposed to find the time? or the energy to manage that. Well, how about I make it easy for you? So easy, in fact, that you get 52 weeks of email prompts, done-for-you email campaign templates that you can adapt to fit your children's book author brand. And oh, by the way, an email creation strategy that'll take you from blank page, blinking cursor, to valuable weekly content that makes your audience want to share and support your children's book business. Now, of course, there's more included in this, but the goal is not to complicate it. That's why it's very simply called Children's Book Email Marketing Made Easy. Within just a few hours of starting the program, you'll have everything you need to begin implementing email marketing as a core strategy and communicating with your readers. To get started, all you have to do is go to childrensbookmarketing.co in the resources area. Now let's jump back into today's episode. And the third reason that you should be building your email list like yesterday is because it conveys a sense of leadership. For you to be the person who takes an active role in participating in the knowledge building, the insight sharing, the information gathering, and the presentation of messaging that accompanies the themes of your children's book or the purpose that you have designed around your author brand. When you do that, you become the voice in somebody's mind when they think about certain subjects. So the way my email communications are, I talk a lot about things that I include in my blog. So my blog for my children's book, The Little Mr. Fix It, partially because I'm a homeschool mom and I talk about that stuff there. I am also someone who is an advocate for early literacy and helping kids read more is a direct factor of having parents understand the significance of it, why parents should care more about what is happening during the process of reading, the time that they spend, the time that they make, all that good stuff. So when somebody thinks about the emails that I send out, a lot of the emails that they'll receive from me are reminders. They're reminders to create the space in your life to be more attentive to the little things. They're encouraging to make sure that a parent knows you can stay on track with tools that I provide as resources, and you can create rewards so that as your child is moving from 
that stage where they're just learning how to read and they're liking it to the point where they're asking for you to read with them or to them, then you get to see the progress as a parent. So these are the things that I include in my emails. So when somebody's looking at their agenda for the week and like, oh, wait, we haven't built in time to read this week. They will hear something that they pulled from an email that I've sent that says, oh, by the way, make sure you do this. So there's a leadership position involved with sending emails and you're a leader, whether you intended for that to be the case or not, you're a leader in the sense that you have actively made a decision that a lot of people say they want to make. They are going to write a book at some time in this lifetime (laughs) and you've done the thing. And you have made the time and taken the effort to do all that you could and continue learning how to promote your book. So kudos to you for taking a step that a lot of people want to make, but may not make as thoroughly and as completely as you have. What it costs if you don't start building your email marketing list. Actually, it costs you more in ads and in promotions. And here's why. Remember those algorithm changes and trends that I mentioned? Well, in the context of social media, almost every platform is notorious for shifting their model to be more heavily rewarding for people who advertise on their platform. And so in order for you to be able to reach more people like the folks that you really want to get in front of with your book, you may at some point decide that you want to advertise. And if you are going to advertise, that means you are paying to get in front of more people, either for the purpose of asking them to make a purchase or to invite them to an event or to include them as someone that you want to reach out to on a regular basis through your email subscribers list. When you have to pay for that, because you've chosen advertising as a part of your business model, great. But what if you don't have a budget? If you don't have a budget, you need another way to be able to reach people and you need to be able to do it through organic traffic. You need to be able to do it if you're starting from scratch with no funds to support you by leveraging the tools that social media makes available for you to be able to reach more people. So here's where the opportunity exists for you to go live. And it doesn't matter what platform you're on, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. If you're going live, you are giving people who are connected with you a chance to hear about why they should be open to hearing from you more often. You can use the link in your bio, any platform that you're on, any that I mentioned, has a link that you can include in your bio or in the message in the body of the caption that you would release onto that platform. Another place that you can use this organic traffic building approach, if you have no money for ads, is through a blog. And so if you have blogs that you publish on a regular basis, being able to insert your email subscriber sign up forms is a great way to be able to pick up some new folks. And then also, if you have a direct messaging feature in the social media platform that you 
most often use, then that's a great place to put an autoresponder so that every chance that someone gets to connect with you as a result of finding you on social media, you give them the opportunity to become an email subscriber. Before we go on to the next subject, let me ask you one quick question. Have you learned anything yet during this podcast episode that you didn't know already? If that's the case, please do me a favor and go leave a review of the podcast. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can also leave a review on Spotify. Either way, I'd love your feedback and I really want to know what you're taking away from listening to the Children's Book Marketing Podcast. And oh, by the way, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. That way you're notified each time a new episode airs and when it goes live, you will want to be the first to know. I really do appreciate you listening and tuning in. Now, let's get back to the episode. Now, you can't just say, hey, do you want to get on my email list? No, you have to convey something of value. And there are a number of things that you can make available. One of the things that I will include a link to in the show notes is a resource of things that you can offer as an enticing freebie, otherwise known as a reader magnet. In other spaces, it's known as a lead magnet, but we are authors. And so in our space, it is referred to as a reader magnet. Well, there are so many things that you can create that can make it worthwhile and that can preview for someone who will say, yes, I want to hear from you more often, what they can anticipate from hearing from you via email by giving you permission, of course, to reach out to them. And if you can convey that there's a good enough reason for them to stay in touch and stay plugged in, this is the place where you can ultimately spend less in promotion altogether for ads because you can communicate directly with folks via email to make sure that you are sharing with them opportunities and new ways to interact with you that might be exclusively offered to people who are a part of your email subscriber list. For now, I'm going to leave it at that because the ocean that could be explored with email marketing is vast and wide. And before we go into all of the different places that exist for the ocean of email marketing, let's just get you started building a list. So that's all I've got for today. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time.